Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's Friday, December 2nd. Um, my computer did not arrive. I got word uh, the new computer is coming tomorrow, so I'll set it up over the weekend. And um, This last week has been I record the podcast first, then I go on YouTube Live. So I've seen there's some comments on some YouTube Live stuff um, that I'm late, I'm not on there. I waited for what turns out to be the, uh, the catalyst down. <laughs> Uh, as far as you were up on Wednesday after Powell's uh, speech, you are going to be just as far down um, today because the jobs report was super, super strong. So unlike the inflation report that comes in, says that inflation is uh, is easing, uh, Powell's now got to deal with a super strong jobs market. Jobs created were significantly above um uh, what was expected. There were re- revisions made to October. Um, it's just, you know, again, this is sticky, sticky, sticky inflation. And um, there are some economists that say, hey, Powell's got to reduce the interest rates in order to avoid a recession. Um, the job market is saying, hey, there are people making more money uh, there are more job openings. There are fewer people working. So it's just not a good jobs report. And whatever you think, by the way, one of the things I will tell you is um, there are more job openings because we're just not letting enough people come in through immigration as well. Legal immigration. So uh, foreign policy is a big issue, blah, 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 whatever. But I was doing some scans uh, I'll post the scans. I'll, I'll, I'll run through them quickly, but I, I do have some some viewer requests. And one is from UPS Man, by the way. This one made me be, uh, beam like a proud daddy. <laughs> uh, you can call me daddy. <laughs> but um, he wrote, uh, they downgraded Ally Financial, and under, I understand why the macro environment could be bad for them considering their heavy involvement in auto loans and risk of default in a recessionary environment. That being said, Warren Buffett has bought up 10% of the company and it trades below book value with a 4.5% yield. What are your thoughts on a five to 10 year horizon on this one? Well, if I had that type of ability to actually look out five to 10 years, I will tell you that I would be a lot richer than I am right now. Um, Even though I got lucky with Apple, got lucky with Tesla, I got lucky on a lot of things. And it's research. It's not just luck, but it's it's research. It's momentum trading. Blah blah blah. I've gotten some some emails from folks, some folks, and I'll, I'll read some of those too. Um, who are momentum traders, getting into day trading, and and we'll read some of those emails. But <clears throat> uh, Ally Financial, it has been a ski slope down ever since June. Looks like you know probably May. Um, it, it the algorithm has you out right now. Uh, it got you out on the last candle with a loss. The algorithm loses you 57%. Um, 
uh, just buying and holding for a thousand candle loses you 19%. There were 36 positions in those 1000 candles. Uh, you win 14% of the time. So the algorithm doesn't work on this one. Um, so essentially what I'd have to say is from a trading standpoint, eh, I think you want to find a good entry point in this one. And unfortunately right now with the downward trend, I would say, um, there isn't a good entry point right now. Uh, you're right. The book value is 3280. It's trading at 25. Uh, the PE is four. Uh, it's got a 4.63% dividend. It is down 45% year to date. When you go to the monkeys, the analyst, uh, December 1st, which was yesterday, uh, Morgan Stanley equal weight to underweight with a $19 price target. Um, October 20th, Wells Fargo equal weight to underweight with a $23 price target. It was trading higher than that. Um, when they said a 20, it was trading around 30 when they said a $23 price target. Um, you know, you'd have to, I would read up a little bit more. Buffett is one that you want to, I mean, again, there's, there's Motley Fool puts this in December 1st, three Warren Buffett stocks to buy hand over fist. And I'm on Finviz. Just read that one. Um, Buffett is, is amazingly um, genius-like when it comes to some. He has lost on others. Uh, look up Decker Shoes, I believe, is what he calls his worst trade ever. Um, this one in particular, their earnings per share this year uh, will be up 191%. The problem is next year, they expect it to decrease by 23%. If you have decreasing revenues um, or earnings per share, I'm sorry, decreasing earnings per share by 23% next year, um, you will significantly see this down at a $5 rate. Um, they're expecting a recession. That's probably the guidance that they're given. Um, I don't know that I'd necessarily follow Warren Buffett just because it's Buffett. It's a negative trendly, trending stock. I would tell you rather than um, uh, try and time it here at 25, wait till you have some confirmation. And from the daily, I would say even from the weekly, let's take a look at the long term. Because you're looking five to 10 years or four to five years, let's take a look at a weekly. And um, if you have TrendSpider, just change to a weekly and look at the, the 9, the 21, the 50, and the 200. Uh, the 50 is trending down. The 9 is trending down. The 21 is trending down. You're below. You're kind of in the middle of that nine day on a weekly basis. Um, your RSI is at 37. The MACD is significantly low. Uh, it's been a ski slope down. I would probably wait. You're about to get the death cross of the 50 und crossing under the 200, which would be a further downside. So in my mind, UPS man, I think you've got to. I'm 52 and I'm living with my parents. Shoot me. I have to get into the desk drawer for what? Well, I have to file this. <laughs> That's what interrupted me. Sorry, UPS man. But I'm telling you, just wait. I think I, I'd rather see you miss the bottom side by 10% on a, a, a five to 10 year horizon um, and wait for an upward trend than to try and time it. That would be my, my, my guidance. But again, like a proud daddy man, that, that, that uh, analysis that you sent, 
perfect. Perfect. Um, Jackie on Instagram wants me to look at Rumble. And Rumble is the alternative to YouTube. It's kind of the conservative one. And this is kind of like DWAC, which is the, the Trump-backed uh, SPAC. Um, Rumble is one of these... Your performance chart, the algorithm makes you 19%. Uh, buying and holding loses you 76%. Uh, over 1,000 candles, you get 24 positions. 50% are wins. Your average win is 13%. I would point this one into a trading stock. I wouldn't say this is an investment where you can buy and hold it. I'd probably trade this one on a day basis, not necessarily even a weekly basis, but the algorithm got you in at $7.11 on November 28th. Um, it's $7.67% with a um, uh, some confirmation. But my guess is in pre-market, this is probably going to get hit because they're not making money. It's a significantly um, uh, capital-intensive business. Uh, let me see. I'm typing in Rumble. Uh, RM. Is it R? No. Rumble Inc. is R-U-M. Rumble on R-M-B-L. I think R-M-B-L is probably what you're asking. Um, well, no, because that's the internet retail. Um, no, it's probably R-U-M. Rumble Inc. I'm not sure which one. Either one. Uh, well, Rumble, R-U-M. I think they're just, RUM's not making money. Yeah, and RUM's probably what you're asking about because it's a retail trade. And I know you're uh, a day trader, so my guess is that's what you're looking at. Trade at momentum. Uh, let's look at RUM. Rumble Inc. Um, same thing. Well, Rumble Inc., if it's RUM that you're trading. Uh, RUM... 23 positions, 39% wins. The algorithm makes you 47%. You lose 11% of the time. The algorithm, ironically, just got you in at 946, but you're trading at 886. So um, the, the most recent win, you got in at $8.11, um, October 25th. I would say probably, let me pull this. I'm going to need to pull this back to recent highs. There's not a lot of volume shelves in here. I mean, this just trades. It's, it's kind of under the nine day. doesn't really have any confirmation. I would say stay away. If, again, if you're momentum trading, it's different. If you're momentum trading, you're basically taking a look at the, the charts and just momentum trading. Um, that's 100%. Doesn't matter if the company's making money. Doesn't matter if the company's uh, got a good management system. Doesn't matter anything. You're simply momentum trading. And momentum trading is different from investing. When I take a look at Finviz, there's no momentum trading there. You can't take a look at Finviz and say, oh, okay, I'm going to momentum trade. Because the, there's no, you know, the chart on Finviz is daily. Doesn't look at momentum. You can look at it and say, okay, I, I, I think it's got to go up. But, you know, that's more based. You, if you're looking at Finviz, you better base it on the fundamentals. But Rumble, I think, is, eh, trade it. You know, you can get lucky. I, I just don't think there's any fundamentals that this is a, a growth stock right now with not making money. 
um, they just don't have the eyeballs. And if you are going into a recession, remember the biggest, um, the biggest social media platforms, Pinterest, Snapchat, Meta, they're having pr- trouble attracting eyeballs and, 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 and advertisers. Rumble will probably have the same thing. So again, I would be careful with that one. Um, there was big DRV news. DRV is the triple levered short on the real estate market. And what happened was yesterday, Blackstone, uh, they have an enormous real estate fund that is limited um, just to private investors. So there's no public investment that's allowed in their real estate income. Essentially, they had uh, they put a limit on withdrawals uh, and they're, they're not allowing uh, redemptions. Uh, it's dangerous, uh, but reading into it, you kind of see why. Uh, they, they don't have a lot of capital. A lot of their uh, capital is basically invested. It's a real estate thing. So it's in apartments, it's in condos, it's in homes. And when you put it in there, you just, and you get a run on redemptions, you'd have to sell apartment buildings. You'd have to sell homes in order to redeem those redemptions. Now, the, the looking into this, this is a 50, you know, it returns 15% per year on average with a four to 5% dividend that's been paid out hugely successful. Um, if they are seeing a run, uh, this is private and big money that is uh, nervous about specifically the real estate market. Uh, so DRV would be your play on this one. Uh, it does not have a MACD cross up. Uh, it has, well, I should say it had a MACD cross up on November 17th at about $53. You're trading at 47. I would say with that news, with the job news, DRV is probably in play. I think, you know, for, for 100%, your, your, your RSI is at 36. It's oversold. We were due for an upward, a a downward bounce. Um, just, and it took just, I mean, it was bad news, uh, but you're due for a downward bounce on this one. Uh, and do, 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 um, the fund is only sold to wealthy investors through select financial advisors. Their website says three year annualized returns, 15% with a 4.4% uh, distribution rate. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I would say DRV's back in play, even at 47, that $53 price point that we got where it's hovering doesn't have confirmation, wait for confirmation, but I think you could easily play DRV um, for the downside. Uh, I want to thank Brent, by the way, for the Apple podcast review. Thank you for the kind words. And if you guys don't know how to rate me on Apple, uh, on Instagram, on uh, YouTube, on Twitter, I posted a video. You just kind of go down uh, to the bottom, look at shows, find my show in the show. And then uh, once you find the show, you just scroll to the bottom and you can rate me five stars. Grab people's phones. Just when you're meeting with family this weekend, grab them. If they have a Spotify, rate me a five. If they have a Apple podcast, rate me a five. Those are the two big platforms. Um, big news on Tesla. Tesla semi-delivery was last night. Um, I don't know if you watched it, but holy crap, I want to become a, a, a truck driver now. Um, the inside of the cabin is awesome with two big iPad kind of screens on the side of you. Uh, it's got autopilot like my car does. I love driving my car. 
It's got crazy pickup. Um, it went with an 18,000 pound load uh, from um, Northern California down to San Diego, 500 miles without charging. And it wasn't a pre-scripted thing. Um, they went through way stations. Uh, they they had bathroom break. Like there's a legal thing where truck drivers after eight hours have to have a half hour bathroom break. So they took a bathroom break and it went 500 miles. Um, crazy, crazy good. Uh, I think it's bullish. First deliveries are for Pepsi. You got to see the Pepsi truck yesterday. Pretty awesome. Tesla's uh, cross-up is at 185. I don't know where it is in pre-market. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, brokerage holdings. There we go. It's at 191. So it's, it's losing a bit of its steam. Everything's down pre-market. I mean, you're, you're going to see a fairly big bounce down. Um, the one that's up is Baba. Baba's my only green. Um, so, uh, okay, but thank you. Oh, and I posted on Twitter. Let me go to Twitter. Um, because I did post on Twitter last night. There was a chart of the VIX um, from, I think, Peru. Uh, not Peru, the country. Peru uh, is one of the um, traders that I follow. Uh, oh, no. It's from Mark McLovin. <laughs> uh, if your trading strategy is one, two, three. Um, and this is the VIX. And if you look at it, it was, I retweeted it last night. It's like the third tweet or something. It's just a screenshot of the VIX. And you can see number one is, is way back in, um, let me look if he's got time frames. doesn't have time frames. Um, oh, it's a nine month chart daily. So you're probably looking back in, you know, the first quarter of the year, then the second quarter of the year, third quarter of the year. You're down, you've, you've put in a floor. Um, in my mind, that says Uvixi has a chance. And again, it, you know, I've been wrong about Uvixi, but I've said anything under 10 on Uvixi, it's going to go back over 10. Uh, the algorithm has you out, but the RSI is at 26. Uh, you're trading at 733. I don't know where it is in pre-market. Haven't looked it up. But I'll add Uvixi back into my uh, watch play. You've got a gap up here between 969 and 10. So I think it's worth, uh, you know, it's a Friday. Do not buy things on a Friday like this. Um, but uh, Ford just came out with their November lightning sales, 2062 trucks. Um, so F1 lightning, that's the electric version. But you can uh, see the gap up here. If you've got TrendSpider and you've got my algorithm, you, you can see the gap. I think it's going to shoot to that gap. Uh, Uvixi is one that it's a triple levered ETF. It's not one that I hope um, that I hold. So I, I do trade that one, though. Um, Marvell, M-R-V-L, is one that came out with earnings. It's down significantly. Uh, this is one that that I was suggesting around 50, I think it could get to, and it never got up there. It's clearly using that 200-day as a resistance level. Um, it hit it yesterday. It hit the 200-day, didn't close above it, closed below it. It's going to continue down. I think it was around 40-something um, in pre-market when I last looked at it. So it's got some issues. Um, but 
What does Marvell pad mean? Remember, they're a chip maker. SOXS. Remember how I've been screaming by SOXS because I think it's going to clear that gap up there? <coughs> Excuse me. SOXL is down a dollar at twelve fifty. Um, it just came up on the uh, the screen, and that's why I saw it. Um, SOXS should be in the neighborhood of about thirty five. Uh, I'll wait for it to kind of come back up on the screen, but um, I don't have a way. I, again, I can't. It's annoying. Oh, Marvell is down at forty two. Um, but. SOXL, I'll wait for it, but if I see it, I'll mention it. Go and look it up. It's, you know, uh, by the way, Boyle, under 40 at 38. Um, I'm just watching this stuff and, and looking at the charts. Boyle probably looks like it's going to, it, it's oversold and it's going to bounce. I mean, that one came down quick, quick. But SOXS, again, I think we're looking at this portions of this gap up here at 48 being filled. Uh, KOLD is up $1.67. We had mentioned that KOLD had that cross up a couple days ago, I think. Um, yeah, you've got all the momentum. $12.96 was the buy-in. Uh, you're at $14.43. You've got confirmation here above the nine-day. But again, do you buy this before the weekend? Uh, during a weekend where uh, OPEC is having a meeting, uh, where um, you know, uh, Nord Stream 1 or Nord Stream 2 could get blown up, you know, by KOLD before that. So, I, I'd, I again, it's Friday. I'd probably wait on that one. Um, let's see. Snow. Snowflake. Brad Geisner was on um, CNBC yesterday, and his fund has an enormous uh, investment in Snowflake. And like he said, we bought it 300, we liked it at 300, we bought it 400, we liked it at 400. It's at 151, and it had a cross up yesterday. Uh, it crossed up uh, a few days ago. You could have gotten this at 128. But again, I think 151, I may add more money into this one. Uh, after listening to him, if you want to see it, I reposted it on my Twitter. You can go and watch the interview. Um, he talks about how good, how, you know, even though they're, they're uh, forecasting next year being bad, this is a three to five year kind of investment. Uh, it, right now, it could go down to about 100, 120, but at that point, you're just buying more. So uh, it's at 149 in pre-market, down 2%. Remember, uh, while it's down and, and things are down today, you want to buy on down days. It's the psychology. You don't want to buy on up days. You don't want to chase stuff. You want to buy on down days. But you want to buy on days when you have confirmation. If you have the confirmation over the nine day in, this, in the, the algorithm and it's a down day, you're just buying so that the next few days you're going up. Now, the problem is, does um, Powell's, uh, Powell's speech on Wednesday and then the employment numbers today does that cause him next week to not go 50 basis points, but rather go 75 basis points and say we have to knock down the employment? You never know. I mean, he could blindside the market. You just never know. Um, yields on bonds went up. Stocks crashed. That's essentially what happened this morning. You got to watch those bond yields. And, and, and the bond inversion, I've talked about it. 
probably months ago. But remember, if you want to just Google bond inversion, the two year and the 10 year, um, it's at a historically uh, high uh, inversion rate. That's bad for stocks. That's really bad for stocks. Typically, I think it's six months after an inversion, we go into a recession. Um, and usually inversions are short-lived. This is months we're going on an inversion, which it means that if you borrow money, um, or I'm sorry, if you buy a, bond, a two-year bond, you're making more money than if you bought a 10-year bond. That makes no sense. Okay, let's look at some scans. First one is Pepsi. Um, PEP, this one had a cross-up. I think it's secondary cross-up on a current run. Yeah, we had a cross-up here at 180. Um, back on November 18th, you had a secondary cross-up. It's at 185. It's got confirmation. You just crossed the, uh, the catalyst of the ex-dividend date. So that's one. Podcast favorite, Qualcomm had a cross-up. And again, this is just because we had a decent day. And so you're getting these cross-ups. Um, Qualcomm, it was 114 on November 9th. It got you out with a 6% gain on November 30th, um, two days ago. Gets you back in right now at 126. It's got confirmation. It is right up against the 200-day. Uh, again, point being, if you're buying on a Friday, this will probably be a long-term buy. Qualcomm is one that I really, really like. Uh, the Marvel numbers are slightly concerning uh, as far as chips. I do think that SOXS is stronger than SOXL. With all of that, Qualcomm is a great, great company with a good yield with low multiple. Um, so 126 is the buy. You're just getting off a 6% gain from 111. If you didn't get out of that one and you're in at 111, keep in. I don't think there's a reason to get out. If you cross over the 200-day and you close today for some reason above 128, I think then, then this one's a buy because I think you're going for another run. Um, J&J. This is Johnson & Johnson. Uh, this is a long-term portfolio holding of mine. Wasn't a huge buy. I think a couple thousand dollars at the time. Um, it's turned into a rather large amount. You had a cross up here on November 17th at 174. This is just a second cross up. So you've got confirmation. I wouldn't expect this one to go to 200 at any point in time soon. You're on this run all the way from October 12th where you were at 163. Uh, you've crossed the 200 day. It'll probably get back down to the 200 day at some point. Um, but yeah, it crossed up. XLK, which is the technology sector, um, we had a cross up here. It's a secondary cross up. You had a cross up on November 10th at 128. This is a secondary cross up. You've got confirmation above the nine day, but the RSI is at 64. It's completely overbought. I wouldn't necessarily look at that one. ABV, ABBV, this is one that was loved during the pandemic because of their high yield. Um, they were trading, I think it was 5%. Let me look real quick. Um, it has run, by the way, the PE is 21. The dividend is 3.66%. Uh, it's a secondary cross-up. You crossed up here on November 9th at 148. The RSI completely overbought at 68, but it had a secondary cross-up, so it showed up in my list. Uh, one that showed up from uh, the ARC funds, VRTX is one. 
Um, this one I picked to kind of say, tell everyone just because it's, it's the asset performance, the, the algorithm makes you 18% buying and holding makes you 40%. Um, you have 34 positions. You win 32% of the time. Your average win is only 5%. But this one seems to be just one of those companies that's making money. Uh, it is up 46% year to date. Uh, it doesn't have a dividend. So it's a pharmaceutical, comp- pharmaceutical company that's just basically um, uh, capital appreciation. But it, it, I've, I've read about this one. Read some articles on it. If you like this one, uh, then buy it. I would probably reach out to Dr. Tom on a Twitter if you want some, some uh, pharmaceutical advice. Cleveland Cliffs, which is a podcast favorite, CLF. Uh, this one I recommended buying down here at about 11, uh, 12. 13.65 was the, the cross-up at 13.65 November 7th. You're butting right up against that 200-day. It had a secondary cross-up here at 15.86. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it because I think that 200-day is where it's got some resistance. Uh, but I wanted to bring it up because it did have a cross-up and it is a podcast favorite. Uh, ADP, uh, this is payroll. I brought it up just because, God, you know, strong, strong job numbers means ADP is going to make more money. And you had an October 17th cross up here at 232. This is a historic run on this one. And it's a secondary cross up. Uh, your ex-dividend date is coming up December 8th. It's at 68 on the RSI. I wouldn't buy this one. But it had a secondary cross up. You're at 267 right now. Again, the cross up was at 232. You were using that 200 day as a support level, not resistance, support You do have a gap down here at 243 to 247 because it's been this crazy run. If you're a um, podcast listener that does um, some type of, oh, and here's the printer going off too. So I'm sure the door is going to open up with somebody grabbing printer stuff. (sighs) I need my own place. I'm 52. (sighs) Good Lord. But yeah, if, if you're somebody that plays options, buy put. I think that gap down there close to the 200 day, but again, between 243 and 248, I think that gets filled at some point. One that just released earnings and has gotten killed is Zscaler, ZS. Um, They were down, I think, 10%. This is CrowdStrike. This is Zscaler. This is um, PanW, Palo Alto. Probably indications of of, um, a recession, but Zscaler. Let's look. Um, you hear the paper? Yeah, that was the paper. Um, so Zscaler, 144. It's uh, not making money. Uh, initiated coverage December 1st. 135 is the price target. That is from Redburn. Uh, November 2nd, Macquarie, neutral. 155 is the price target. This one's just expensive. The price to sales is 18. So it's expensive. Um, let's look at do, 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 CL. Did I write that down right? CL. Let me see. Oh, yes. Colgate Palm Olive. It's a consumer staple. This is your toothpaste. Uh, this one had a cross up here 
I brought it up because it's a consumer staple. 69.36 on October 12th. You're trading at 77. It crossed the 200 day. You've got a gap up here at 81. I don't know that you necessarily buy it to cover that gap, but crazy good. Crazy good. Um, and finally, a podcast favorite, Oracle. Uh, remember when I said to buy Oracle around 61, I think it was? Yeah, cross up here, October 3rd, 62.39. Um, they're trading at 83 right now. There's gaps. They crossed the 200. They're going to use that 200-day probably as a support. 200 at 74. The RSI is at 66. It's high. It's expensive. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it's not expensive. It's just been on such a run. It's going to be overbought. Um, their PE is 39, so it is expensive. They have a 1.52% dividend yield. They're um, down 3% year-to-date, so it's beating SPY. Let's look at what SPY is. SPY year-to-date is do, 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 down 14%. Just to give you an idea, QQQ, which is the NASDAQ, is down 28%. Um, Dow Jones Industrial Average is... Do, 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 does this, this doesn't give it to me, no. But um, SOXL, let me look at SOXS year-to-date. Year-to-date is down 10%. So SOXS, but it's had a, if you go and look at this chart on, on um, FinViz, it's had a crazy one. But SOXS is your, your play today. Uh, I think, you know, again, I think these markets come back. They were down 2%. They're down about 1% now. Um, I think the S&P is going to use 4,000 as it's a, uh, Bouncing point. I don't think it goes down below 4,000 today, but I think that's the support level. I would say DRV is your play, SOXL is your play, uh, and I think Boyle to come back at some point in time above 40. Uh, I also would look at Uvixi. I think those are the three that I would tend, tend to look at. Um, Tesla, I'm bullish on, but it's Friday. Don't be crazy. You know, be patient. If the market has taught you anything this week, it's, hey, Wednesday, be in the market. Uh, Friday, even though you're down, you still got to be in the market. Just got to be, you know, uh, cover yourself correctly. So if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. I'm going on YouTube live now. I'm going to embarrass my parents and probably take the computer out there. Have a great weekend. I will be back to regular. I may be on Monday. I may take off. Check the socials. I'll probably put on there if I'm going to do a show on Monday or not. Uh, my dad's birthday celebration in Cape May uh, back in September when they got COVID, we couldn't celebrate. So we're going down to Cape May to celebrate that. So any questions, hit me up on the socials. Have a great weekend.